learning a topic that's nogea, also the safut, also uh, any any topic that has to have a hashgacha or something that has to have a certain responsibility. We learned, for instance, uh, two weeks ago, we spoke about the fact that in safrut, when you have a sofer, it has to be Yereshamayim um, Me'od. It says in the Mishnah Bura, Prima Gadim says that it should be more, it's more strict than a shochet. Why is that? Prima Gadim explains a shochet, although it says over there that it has to have a shtar Kabbalah and it has to be Yereshamayim Rabim. But the shochet, in the end of the day, if he does something wrong, he'll, he'll feed one time a behemah that's not kosher. But a sofer, says the Prima Gadim, he's giving you mezuzah that every second you you are uh, over on mitzvah taseh of uh, mezuzah. If you're wearing tefillin, that's not kosher. So that tefillin that you're wearing, besides the bracha levatala that you say every day, but also you are considered kafta de lo manach tefillin, which is a very strict thing. Filu be'onis. That's okay. Lefi Rabenu Tam, you're not going to have. No, you're right. Rabenu Tam says that kafta de lo manach tefillin is somebody that doesn't wear tefillin because he's disgusted from the leather, he's disgusted from the tefillin. Otherwise, if he's not wearing it for other reasons, he's not considered kafta. But it's a mikvachloket rishonim. Whatever it is, but you are definitely not. Uh, fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillin. So if that's the case, it's more strict than what we'd, we would find in Ilkhot Shrita. Over here, we found in, uh, in Siman Lametet, Magen Avraham says, and we spoke about this, that on the Alachad, the Shulchan Aruch brings, that if somebody tells you that this tefillin belong to Adam Gadol, Elu tefillin shel Adam Gadolim. If somebody comes and he wants to sell you tefillin, he tells you this is from Arav, Hagaon, the Tzadik, the Admor, the Gdol Ador, whatever it is, right? He tells you that's his tefillin. Says the Shulchan Aruch that you can rely on him. Why is that? You can rely on him because there's no reason why you should not rely on such a person. But says the Magen Avraham over there that According to what we learn in Siman Kufyutet, could be that he needs to have Cheskat Kashrut. Cheskat Kashrut, which means it's a new concept. So we spoke about this. What is exactly Cheskat Kashrut and is it really required? So according to Shulchan Aruch, it seems like it's not required because Shulchan Aruch doesn't say you need to have Cheskat Kashrut on the person. He just says that anybody that comes and just testifies on something and says that this is Sheladam Gadolu, you rely on him, you believe him, and that's good enough. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch is posek in Siman Kufyutet, that one that wants to give you he'isur, wants, wants to give you something to eat, so you don't have to think that it might be davar asur, you can rely on him, although he doesn't have any cheskat kashur. Why? Only the Rema was machmir, like Shittat Rambam, that we'll see soon that you have to have what is called cheskat kashrut. And we have to speak about what is cheskat kashrut. But let's first of all see this halacha in Siman Kufyutet that is a gemara in Avodah Zarah. And that gemara gives us a certain perspective of what's 
needed when you come to buy something, whether it is tefillin, mezuzot, or food. You go to a store, you go to a restaurant, you go to a place like that, do you have to have a mashgiach? Do you have to have a mashgiach? Where's the, what's the reason you have to have a mashgiach in a restaurant? You walk, you walk into a restaurant, you see the balabait, he's a religious Jew, actually you know him also from shul. You see that he wears tefillin every morning, he prays, uh, you know that he's, uh, he, he lives a religious lifestyle. Why is it that you have to have kashrut that will raise the price of the food and will also uh, charge him a lot of money? Why do you have to have that? We have a halakha that ed echad neeman beisurim. One ed, one witness, is enough for any surim to testify in something to tell you that that is kosher. Where do we find ed echad neeman beisurim? gitin. And the Gemara in Gitin that teaches us and in Hulin there's a machloket over there Rashi and Tosfot, famous Rashi and Tosfot what is the source for Ed Echad Neeman B'Yisurim according to Rashi, I'm reading you Rashi Rashi says the Torah believed every individual that whatever he says is the way he says it. It's Ed Nechad Neman. We're talking about Isurim, not Mamonot. Mamonot, you need to have two Edim. In, uh, uh, in, in the name that Shayach to Ishut, Arayot, Gitin, so you need to have Shnaim. And the Vahosh Barva, Pachot Mishnaim. That's to make the Chalot, Kidushin, Chalot, Gitin, and so But when we're dealing with Isurim, you want to eat something, and a person tells you that's kosher. That's good enough. Says Rashi, where do we know that from? It says in the Torah, Torah tells you that it's fine to shecht and to give over the meat. You don't have to go and see how the, how the shochet shechted. You, don't, you can believe him, you don't need to put two edim over there. And the Kohanim, says Rashi, ve'achli Kohanim al yado, shevelo izkiku la'amid edim badavar. You don't have to put witnesses over here before you eat. You eat the food. The, the, the person that checked it tells you it's kosher, good enough, that's it. Rashi says in Gitin, Torah yimina lekol echad v'echad m'israel al afrashat truma, al ashrita, al nikur agid v'chelev. Tosfot says, ve'lo matzinu b'shum akom, sh'yitzarech begadol echad omed al gabav. You can rely on a person, you go to his house, he tells you, here, eat this, it's, uh, and, and you don't have to start asking, and, and asking him questions and having uh, to edim. He tells you that this is a shechita, uh, or he puts it on the table, that's good enough. Uh, the the shechita, you're talking about uh, things that have to do with rumot, masrot, all good. One head is good enough. Tosfot learns, this is where it's no to us also, Tosfot learns it from a woman. It says by a woman, the Gemara says, that a wife that tells her husband that I, I counted seven days, whatever it is, she says that she's tameh, she's she doesn't need to have witnesses, she doesn't have to prove herself, she's reliable to whatever she says, and we take her words seriously and we believe her. That's it. What's the, 
what's the gather of Edechad Neeman Beisurim? Taz, in the beginning <coughs> of, um, of the Arovot, in Tzadik Chet, Taz says that it's not a edut. Is it a edut? We'll see what Moshe says. But the Taz says it's not a edut. Rather, it's a hochacha, hochacha, birur. It's not, you can't have a dut of one person. Torah says a dut is two people, not one. So what is the one ed? One ed is a hochacha. When you have somebody that says something, it's good enough for us. So sometimes you don't rely on one person because you need to have two people to prove something. That's also gzerat Torah. But when, but when somebody tells you something, that's good enough. It's a, it's it's enough of a hochacha, a proof, or to tell you that what it is. That's the taz. I saw in the Kovetz Arot from Avelchan Vasserman, he says a little bit differently. Actually, he seems to argue on the on the taz. He says like this. He says, I'm reading you the lashon. Yesh chiluk beneemanut ed echad leneemanut shnaim. The difference between one ed and two edim. What's the difference between them? If you believe two, why don't you believe one? Two is made up of two in the individuals. So each one you believe in order to create two. Why can't you believe one? He says, Shnaim mevaririm et ha-maase birur gamur. Ve'alken lo mehani ta'anat bari negdan. Aval be'ed echad, afilu makom shu ne'eman, Although he's Neeman, we don't have a problem with his Neemanut. You know that somebody that's completely reliable, somebody that's, that you know is an important Hashuv rabbi, tells you something, you know, he's honest and, he's, and he has no interest, so why shouldn't you believe him? He has no interest, why shouldn't you believe him? Of course you should believe him. En lanu birur ala he says, he says like something like this, long this like this, that normally you have a safek, and he is reliable. That he says it's not birur. He says it's not birur, not like the Taz. Taz learned that it's birur. He says it's not birur. Rather, when you have a safek, to say that that's the way it is. You lean towards such a thing. It seems like the way the Achonim want to learn this um, this Kovetz Arot, it seems like from uh, the Sfarim that brings the Kovetz Arot, that it's a Hanhaga. That's the Hanhaga that you rely on Ed Echad. Whatever it is, when you have such a thing, you always have to come to the question that we spoke before. You walk into a store, whether it's a catering a hotel, a bakery, um, a restaurant, a grocery that has open items that is that are not sealed with a hechsher. Why is it that they have to have a hechsher? If you see that the salesperson is not somebody who's chashud, right? And that's the sugiyan kufyutet, a chashud lech ol dvarim asurim. So we'll see, we'll see. A chashud lech ol... החשוד לאכול דברים אסורים, בין אם הוא חשוד באיסור תורה, בין אם הוא חשוד באיסור דרבנן, אין לסמוך עליו. If a person is suspicious, חשוד, so you can't rely on him. That's what the Gemara says, this is how the Shulchan Aruch says. But that is only if he's חשוד, and that's how the Shach says. משמע דה לא סמכין עליו, היינו דווקא בידוע שהוא חשוד. 
אבל בסתם ישראל סומכים על עולם, אפילו באיסור דאורייתא. You see a Jew, you don't know that he's חשוד, that he has suspicion on him, that he נכשל in איסורים, he violates all kind of איסורים of the Torah, או the Rabbanan. You see a person and you don't have any, uh, any records on him, you don't know anything about him, you just see a person, he has a kippah on the head, and he stands in a store, and he sees the owner, and he sells you, why should you suspect him? Says the Shulchan Aruch, that unless he's chashud le'echol dvarim asurim, you have no reason to suspect such a person, and you're allowed to buy from him. Again, the Taz says, I know dafka be'adu ashu chashud, aval stam Yisrael samchin analav, afilu b'isur de'oraita, and that's the Tur, and that's Rashi, and that's the Raived, and many, many poskim that bring like this, halacha lemaase. And this is the Gemara, that we mentioned in Avodah Zarah. I'll read you the Gemara inside. The Braita in Lametet Amud Bet, Perek and Ma'amidim, Elokhim, Yamach, Machag, Besuria. What's Machag? What's Yamach Machag? It's abbreviation, Ashet Tevot, Yamach Yain Muryas Chalav Machag Melach Chiltit Vegvina Ela Mina Mumche In Surya you can't buy it Unless Kulamim Nitarach Etzel Balabait Mutar Unless you go to eat by the person himself In the store you wouldn't be able to buy it In his house if In his house you're allowed to If the person tells you come eat by me on Shabbat You don't have to suspect No, 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 Jewish Jewish. Even if you want to go by, you, you, you're going to buy by Jewish, you're not allowed to... So, so the Gemara says that Besuria, you can buy those things. Besuria. Why? Why? Because over there, says Rashi, Chenvanim she Besuria chashudim. Over there, they were chashud, they weren't reliable. They were suspicious on, on selling Asur. That's the way it was. And this is how the Rishonim learn, Rashi, the Ran, and we mentioned already a few other Rishonim. Rambam doesn't learn like that. Rambam says that Surya doesn't mean Surya. It means, it's it just, it just an example, but it means everybody. And this is how the Rambam says, in Chot Ma'achalot Asurot, Perak Yud Aleph, Bezman Shaita Eretz Yisrael Kula L'Yisrael, Oyu Lokhim Ayayin, Mikol Adam M'Yisrael, Ve'en Choshishim Lo. Uvechutz La'Aretz Oyu Lokhim Ela Me'Adam Shuchzak Bekashrut, you have to have somebody that has cheskat kashrut. Cheskat kashrut. This is where the Magen Avraham in Lchot Tefillin brings this. He says that from here. He learns this from here. That you have to have cheskat kashrut. We'll see what it is. Uvezman hazeh lokhim yain mikol makom. Ela me'adam shuchzak bekashrut. Today, you have to have cheskat kashrut in order to be able to buy from you. Okay, so we have a view machloket. Rishonim. Many Rishonim that say that it's permitted unless a person is chashut. Rambam says you can't eat, you can't buy from somebody unless he has cheskat kashrut. We'll see, one second, one second, we'll talk about it. Rashi explains that the, in, in, in those places, according to Rashi, it's in Surya, they weren't makpid on lifnei ver. Just like the kutim, they're not makpid on lifnei ver. Which means for themselves, they'll eat kosher. But for others, they'll have a kvid on Lifneiver, and they'll give him something that's not kosher, that's fine. That's the way it is. Okay, so this is a machloket, that's important, because that's machloket Shulchan Aruch and the Rema. 
Shulchan Aruch says, as we saw in the Shach and Shulchan Aruch himself, that as long as the person is not chashud, you're allowed to buy from him. And that is also by tefillin, because the Magen Avraham learns this from the Ramah. Shulchan Aruch doesn't go with that. According to the Ramah, Ramah brings the Rambam lemaase, and he says, Yesh Omrim, Afilu Mimisha, no chashud, רק שאין מכירים אותו, שהוא מוחזק בכשרות, אסור לקנות ממנו יין, או שאר דברים שיש לחוש לאיסור. מי הוא? אם נתארח אצלו אוכל עמו. אם הוא נתן לך אותו לבית, זה בסדר. אבל לבית ממנו, אתה חייב להיות כשרות. אז כך זה. זה כמו זה. למה זה שאתה צריך להיות כשרות בבית, בבית, בקטרינג הול? כי רמה אומר שאתה צריך להיות כשרות. מי אומר שאתה צריך להיות כשרות? I come, I don't know that the person, the owner, the caterer is, is chashud. I don't have that suspicion on him. But the Ramah says that you have to have cheskat kashud. That's the way it is, right? And also by tefillin, you don't need. person that seems to be kosher, you don't need, you know, as long as you don't have suspicion on him, you don't need all that. Now, What is the reason of the Rambam? We have three opinions in the Achonim, how to explain the Rambam, that he, need, he, he says that you have to have Chizkat Kashrut. It's not enough that you don't have Chashad on the person. Chatam Sofer says that after the Churban Abayit, there was Yeridat Hadorot. People were not anymore on the level. They went down on level, and those that were reliable beforehand became now not reliable. The generation became... Not reliable, you can't trust people. And therefore, because of that, you can't buy from somebody unless you know that he's a Neeman, he's trustworthy. That's a Khatam Sofer. Aruch HaShulchan, we're going to see soon, says that the Torah believed everybody except You have a salesman that sells constantly. Why? Because of the concept of more Heter. You all know the concept of Moreh Eter from the beginning of Bamatia, that when you have somebody that's in the business, we're afraid that maybe he finds different reasons to be matir something. For example, it's not going to tell you that something is, that came from an uh, Arab butcher is kosher, that he's not going to do. But let's say he got something that's not 100% to the kashrut level. It's not 100% to the kashrut level that normally... He advertises. He advertises a certain hashkacha. Everybody realizes it. Now I got shipment from somebody by mistake with a very unreliable hashkacha. It's a fishy hashkacha. It comes from some far away hashkacha that people don't trust. So he calls them up. He tells them, what is this uh, shipment you gave me? We told him, oops, a mistake. Bring it back. Sends it back. We told, they told him, you know what? If you want to keep it, we'll give it to you half price because we shipped it already. It's, uh, it's going to cost us to ship it back. Take it half price. He wants us. I'm not, I'm not selling such things. I don't want to hear. As soon as he closed the phone, a person comes into the store. He tells him, listen, I need, I'm making a big, a big uh, party today. I need a lot of meat. And now he tells him, he can do one of two things. He can tell him that I don't have meat. I can give you tomorrow, but the party is today. So what am I going to do? So you lose the sale. Or you know what? Let it go, you know, anyway, this person is not so religious, he looks a little bit modern. And it's not, it's not it didn't come from Muhammad, you know, it, came, it has Ashgacha on it. It's not the Ashgacha that you normally sell. That's called Moreh Eter. Eh, let it go, it's okay for a one-time thing. It's not really Taref, the person really doesn't look like he's, uh, he's the frumest person in the block. It's 
So probably all his guests are like this also. It's good enough for this. Let's have the sale. We make the extra profit. It's half price. I'll call back. So that's called moreter. People do that. So Uchashuchan says that's the reason of the Rambam. That although a person is not chashud, but when it comes to money, money is something that people love extra. They love money. And when they see the money, they forget about some things that are important. ב...כמו <laughs> <laughs> A different idea for the Rambam. We said the Khatam Sofer explains the Rambam why do you need, why you'd have to have Khaskat Kashrut. The Khatam Sofer says because of Yeridata Doroti. She, the people, the generation became not such a reliable generation. Dauha Shuchan says because More Ter. He has all kind of different uh, incentives that could be, he finds different ways to permit it, although it's a fishery way to permit things. Mashiv Davar says that there's a difference between when somebody buys something or somebody does something for you as an individual to somebody that takes care of the public. Whenever he, whenever he, and, and the proof is that this Gemara and this Halakha, if, if he gives you a gift, he sends you a meal, you're allowed to eat it. Why are you allowed to eat from the same person? He's he allowed to eat it, but when he sells it, you say no. I can't buy it. Why not? Because when he sells, he sells it to the public. When you take care of something for the public, there's a takana that you have to have cheskat kashrut. But whenever it comes privately, he invites you to his house, he sends you something to your house, it's good enough even without this takana. That's the way he learns. Others don't learn like that. The way Rashi learns is that the reason you can eat in his house, we said, is because he, for himself he eats kosher, so he, he feeds you from that. When he sends you something from his house... So he sends you to your house, he sends you for his, from his house, not from his store. So whatever you would eat, he sends you. Basically, you can send about someone that in his house eats, let's say, the low level of uh, kashas, and you want to buy, and he told you, yeah, but for you, I give glad kosher. Can we send for him? So you're going into details. We'll, maybe we'll speak about all that. These are questions that we can see soon. We can see soon. Rav Steinbuch speaks exactly about that question. Rav Steinbuch in Chelek Vechuvot Anagot speaks about your question. I don't want to speak about. I don't want to speak about different details. Let's just concentrate on what we're saying. Machloket the Shulchan Aruch and the Rema about going to a to a store, going to a place that sells you meat, chicken on the counter. What do you want? Two pound of this, three pound of this. Do you need to ask him where's the hashgacha? Coach Hanuch says no. The person is a kosher person. He needs to have cheskat kashrut. No, but you don't know that he's chashud. Good, buy it, go. It's all good. According to the Rema, you have to have cheskat kashrut. Now, even according to the Rema, that you have to have cheskat kashrut. You all asked before, what is this cheskat kashrut? What is that? So we always think that Cheskat Kashrut means you have like a holy person that's or kind of somebody that's very elevated says the Aruch HaShulchan Siman Kufyutet Seif Yudalev 
זה שכתבנו כשהוא חשוד על דבר אחד רחוק מלקרותו מוחזק בכשרות אינו כן. זה שכתב הרמב״ם מוחזק בכשרות, אין הכוונה שיראה אלוקים מרבים. It doesn't need to be extra יראה אלוקים. Extra fear from Hashem. It doesn't need to be more than the average person, unlike it says on, on uh, a sofer, or it actually on a shochet, that it needs to be Elohim Merabim. But over here it doesn't need that. And Akvana Shir Elohim Merabim, Ochasid, Vetzadik, doesn't need to be all that. That's not the requirement. That's not called Cheskat Kashrut. Ela, Kol Shemitnaeg, Al Pidat Israel. You're a religious person, you go according to Halacha. Maniach Talit, Vetfilin, Umitpalel Gimel Peamim Bechol Yom. You see that he goes to Shur. Three times a day, he wears the filin in the morning. Notel yadav lachila, maniget me beto bekashrut dat toratenu akdusha. He sends his kids to yeshiva. Good enough. That's called muhzak bekashrut. Zen ikra muhzak bekashrut. Ve'acholiot. Listen to this aruch hashulchan. Nobody argues in this shulchan. As far as I know. Ve'acholiot says the aruch hashulchan. Shebeze pratu chashud mipne kalut adavar be'enav. You still considered muhzak bekashrut, although you stumble here, you stumble there. Normally, overall, you're a religious person. Do you speak Lashon HaRa sometimes? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Do you sometimes do something, uh, speak in the middle of tefillah? Unfortunately. There's things that you do, there's things that you do, sometimes the Yetzirah gets to you. So he says, אף יכול להיות שבאיזה פרט הוא חשוד מפני קלות הדבר בעיניו, ולכל הדברים הוא מוחזק בקשות. Overall, you're a religious person. You're one of the regular people in the shul. Do you need to be such a person that wears talit all day and you and you mamash like kadosh elyon and you don't talk at all and you that, that's not that's not called muhzak bekashrut? He says, what's the proof to that? Says the Shulchan. Just we found in bechorot lamed hey shakoanim chashudim hayu latil mum ba bechor. You hear that koanim? When you give them a bechor, there would be chashut suspicion, suspicious, on putting a blemish. On the bechor, on the firstborn. Otherwise, they have to uh, to, to sacrifice. It. You bring it to them. It's like you go to a diamond store. You tell them, I need to polish my diamond. Okay. He comes. He goes into the back. Uh, the back. He comes back. He tells everybody, That's not a diamond. You think that's a diamond? Take a look here. I'll show you. Now you don't know right from left. He doesn't, you don't know that behind the counter, when you didn't see, he changed your diamond and he put instead of that plastic. So that could happen. You have to be very careful. All kinds of things like this could happen. If that's the case, you see that Kohanim are not Muchzak B'Kashrut, but nevertheless we hold that Kohanim are Muchzak B'Kashrut. Although the Chashrut in some things. You see that it doesn't take away their Chazaka B'Kashrut. V'chenu B'chol Advarim says, which means we have a beautiful chidush. Even according to the Rama, which means that you have to have a kashrut, you have to have a reliable Mashgiach uh, uh, over there. What does it mean? A Mashgiach? Does it need to be Hasid, Parush, Anav, Tzadik, Baal Torah? He says, no, it needs to be a regular person. 
that wears the filin in the morning, goes to pray, he turns his kids to yeshiva, a normal from person. That is the requirement called muhzak b'kashut. According to Shukran Aruch, you don't even need to know that. When you walk into a place, you know, you go to, uh, to visit a new town, and you walk into a restaurant, and you see a person that has a kippah, you don't know anything about him. You see a person with a kippah, he looks to you from, he looks to you fine. You see a mezuzah on the door. So that, that according to Shukran Aruch, would be fine. Now, this is the way it comes out from the Shulchan Aruch and the Rema. But the Chonim seem to say that it's not enough. There is a Takanat Arba Aratzot that you have to have Kashrut, and you can buy something without Kashrut. There's also different places that we found that one must have Kashrut, although we said that strict halacha didn't require you that. For instance, the Chochmat Adam says, in Klal Ein so he doesn't tell you anything about Ashgacha, but he tells you that you have to have somebody that's Muchzak Bekashrut. According to that, if you know the person, you know a person from Shul, that he prays, he looks, everything looks fine. He prays, he sends his kids to Yeshiva, everything looks fine. You, you want to go to his uh, catering store and buy something from him, will be permitted, even according to the Ashkenazim, the Chochmat Adam, right? But, seems like not all the poskim agree to that, rather today it seems like it's a little bit more strict. And this is a question that the Minchat Asher, Chelek Aleph, in the beginning of Yoreteah, was asked, why is it that you need to have Kashrut? Why can't you just rely on people that have Chazaka, you go with things that have Rov, you rely on Rov, Normally, you normally rely on Rov. Why over here you wouldn't rely on Rov? And you have to have Kashruyot that go into your Kishke to find every little detail they drive you crazy. Why is that? That's that, that he was asked, the Minchat Asher of Asher Weiss. And he says the following answer. He says, Omer ani baruch hamakom shemasar olamo leshomrim. This is Gemara in Avodah Zarad Afmem. Baruch hamakom shemasar olamo leshomrim. Ki kach nae vekach yeh. He brings a Yeshuot Yaakov. He says that this Yeshuot Yaakov is a klal, is a yesod. What the Yeshuot Yaakov says? He says, Kol davar takana shosim betmidiyut larabim, yesh lachshosh bo afilu lemiyuta demiyuta, velo azlinan batar rov ela bedvarim mimikriyim, velo davar kavua vetmidi. Says Yeshuot Yaakov, zeg yesod gadol uberur shein lazuz mimeno. Let's understand what he says. He says like this, any takana, which means right now we're doing a takana, the, the, when we want to feed the public, we want to feed everybody, we have to have a takana, shosim bitmidiyut larabim. It's something that people, it's for the public, larabim, and it's bitmidiyut, something that you need to have that consistently comes about. People consistently buy food for their, for their breakfast, lunch, dinner, Shabbat, uh, weddings, uh, you do a bar mitzvah. It's not a one-time thing. If a one-time thing happens, it's not a store that sells. You went to a family and they prepared food and a question came. When a question comes, so you have different rules of how to posek the question. Rov, chazaka, shatatchak, all kind of different rules. Achzuki, suralom, achzikinan, all kind of re- different rules. You apply those rules and you can find an easy way to, uh, to be matir. 
But, says Yeshua Yaakov, that is only true when you find something either not bitmidiyut, either happened one time, two times, not consistently. Or, it's not, and it's not for the public. But when it's bitmidiyut l'arabim, he says, yesh lachshosh bo afilu lemiuta demiuta. Velo azlinan batar rov, ela bedvarim mikriim. Velo devar kavua vetmidi. Unbelievable chidush. A yesod. Yechol yot. Yechol yot shekvodot tzodek. Yechol yot shekvodot tzodek. Yechol yot shekvodot tzodek. שזה רק לשיטת הרמה, גם החוכמת אדם דיבר לפי שיטת הרמה. אבל הוא אומר פה איזשהו יסוד, he says a יסוד over here, he doesn't say, he says that that's the way things should be. Now, it could be that it's not going to fit the Shulchan Aruch. We'll see, we'll get to the Shulchan Aruch. But that's the way he writes. And really, if you take a look in the Gemara, you have such an idea in the beginning of Ketubot. You all learn Ketubot, everybody learns in Yeshivot Ketubot, and especially Daf Bet. Everybody starts from Daf Bet, and everybody knows the Gemara in the beginning, that Tiknu Betula, that she should get married Beyom Revi. Why Yom Revi? That the, the Gemara explains, why is it that uh, Betula gets married always on a Wednesday? That Shema, no Imtzala Betulim, since Beddin would be only operating on Monday and Thursday. So if he gets married on a Wednesday and if he didn't find Betulim, which means the suspicion is that she might have been Mezane, she might have been with somebody during her Erusin, because a, a woman would have Erusim and 12 months afterwards Nisuim. So within those 12 months she is a Eshetish. Or, and, and if she's mezaneh within that time, she's chayav mita. So a person that finds that the betulim are not there, and he has a suspicion that he, she was mezaneh at that time, and within those 12 months that she was married to him, he would be able to be mashkim, wake up early to betin, and be mevarel. See, maybe she, maybe he's not allowed to stay married to her, and maybe she's chayav mita, and, and, and take care of the, of the problem right away. So that's the reason a woman gets married on, on a Wednesday. If she would be mar- if she would be able to get married on a different day, Thursday, Friday, what would happen if she gets married on Thursday? He would wake up in the morning, it would be Yom Shishi. He would be angry. Wow, there was no Betulim. Okay, that's Friday. On Shabbat already, with the Kiddush, and the, and the, and the, and the wine, and the children, the slowly, slowly comes down, you know, that's the nature of, uh, of people. They come down, especially uh, women how, know how to take care of it. And by Sunday already, it's a little bit better, and they go out together. And, you know, by Monday already, when Bedin operates, he forgets about the whole thing, let it go, okay? So whatever happened, happened, let's just forgive and forget, and go on. So Bedin knew that that's the nature of people. Because of that, they said that Nisa'ot beyom revi shemal and that's the way it should be. Says Tosfot over there, a long Tosfot goes to the bottom. He says that we have a rule that we only metaken takanot. This is takana. Only metaken takanot on things that are shriach, the common. The Gemara in Gitin Yudzain says that znut lo shriach. It's not shriach, it's not common to have znut. 
Gmara speaks over there. Why is it that we metaken? Gmara getin yudzain metaken zman begitin. When you write get, you have to write the date also. It's not the right. It's the rabbanan to write the date. There's two opinions why. Either mishum batachoto or mishum perot. Perot that if if he doesn't write the date, she can take fruits from him afterwards, saying that she was still married. Batachoto. Takanat batachoto. What is that? Maybe he married his niece, the daughter of his sister. And naturally, a person loves the daughter of his sister. It's a family. It's a close family. A person loves his kids the best. And then the kids of his sister. He loves them. So Chachamim say that one should marry. It's a, it's, it's a very, very uh, good thing to marry your niece. Why? Because... The Mephoshim explains, which means a person that's close to you, the closer he is to you, the more similar he is to you, the more likely the marriage would work. You have somebody that's from the same uh, community as you, they have the same food, they look like your sister and your cousins, so you have much better connection to them. Eventually, within time, you feel very, very close to them. When you're somebody that's very far from a different community, different this... It's not the same connection. Secondly, you have over here batachoto. Batachoto, as we explained before, just a family bound that you feel very close. And you, so over here, Shema Isa batachoto. What would happen? Maybe batachoto, that was his wife at the time, was mezane. Lo alenu. But since he loves her, he wants to protect her. He knows that right now she's chav mita. They're gonna take her to death. She gets the capital punishment for being mezane while she's married to him. So what does he do? He gives her a get. And he says that the get was after she was mezaneh. Because of that, Chachamim didn't want that that should happen. You write a date on the get, and you can't forge it and say afterwards it, she was mezaneh after I gave her the get. No, the get says on the date that, it, that you divorced her after she was mezaneh, and therefore she's chayav mita. Says the Gemara, those that say mishum perot, why they don't say mishum znut batachoto? The Gemara answers mishum znut lo shriach. So Tosfot asks, it's a contradiction. That Betulani said because of Znut. Znut, there got to be Shriach, because Chachamim are not metaken takanot if they're not Shriach. Over there in Getin Yudzayin, the Gemara says, Znut lo Shriach. How does it work? Tosfot says two answers. One answer is that Znut be'edim lo Shriach. Znut is Shriach. Not be'edim. Be'edim is going to be Shriach. You know how hard it is to... To, uh, to have testimony that also gave them the warning. That's not something that's shriach. So, that's one answer in Tosfot. The second answer Tosfot says is very much no gale Tosfot says second answer. Tosfot says that Chachamim metakenta cannot sometimes on things that are not shriach if you're going to live with that forever. We can't rely on all kind of heterim of rov, all kind of things if you have that forever. For instance, if you have a piece of meat, you need to eat it. So you have over here dinim, this. you can be matil. But something that you're going to live it with for the rest of your life, this woman, if she's a sur, you can be matil with different ways of halacha, but if she's a sur, on the miut that she's a sur, you live with that woman forever. That we don't want to have. We don't want to have somebody that's going to live with a sur forever. That's why for instance, when we're dealing with mezuzot, some of the sforim say that 
mezuzah, tefillin. If you have a mezuzah that you can permit with a sfek speaker, for instance, and there are in the poskim, sfek speaker to be matir tefillin, mezuzah, all kind of things like that. That is not the right approach when we're dealing with a mezuzah. Why not? Because you're going to have the mezuzah for the rest of your life. Mezuzah, you buy, you put it there, it stays for the rest of your life. You don't change mezuzah normally. Sometimes you move and you want to upgrade or whatever it is, you have to leave the mezuzah. But normally you leave the mezuzah over there. So you don't want to rely on all kind of heterim if you could have a mezuzah that's that's kasher without any uh, any heterim. Good. Listen what the Ramban answers on this question of Tosfot. Ramban says, this is how he brings in the in Dovev Mesharim. He says that Takana Kvua Khoshim Aflemilta Deloshrika. Which means this is the same idea as the Yeshua Yaakov. You have a takana kvua, something that people do consistently forever. Such a thing, it's a takana rabim, kavua. Such a thing one needs to worry and not rely on all kind of heterim. That's how the Shuot Yaakov understands. This is how the Minchat Asher brings Alachalemasi. Now, we take that, and he brings over here many reasons to explain that. Yeah, you with me? Okay. You have you have chuva from a Moshe, and you have a chuva from from uh, Rabelski. Let me tell you about what they write. Rabelski in Shulchan Alevi was asked also about if you can have uh, you can have something, you have to have kashrut, you don't have to have kashrut. So Belsky writes that in a place like, uh, in an industrial place, you have to have kashrut. 100% you have to have kashrut. Why is that? He says because of the pressure over there, which means like this. There's always two aspects when we're dealing with kashrut. There's one aspect of believing the person and second aspect of does he know what he's doing which means sometimes a person could be very honest but he doesn't know the halacha the halachot are very complicated who normally goes to kashrut not everybody that's a talmid chacham goes to be a mashgich kashrut usually you have many of the mashgichim pukhazi you know they're not they're not the biggest talmid chachamim if that is the case so when you want to buy from a store without uh, without a good without a good kashrut, or even somebody that's a mashgiach that doesn't know exactly the halacha, you're running into issues because he doesn't many of the things he doesn't know. You ask him about things they don't they don't they never heard about the concept of this of that. That's something that you need to understand that when we come to the to the dinim of kashrut, sometimes you have to have more than just ne'emanut of the person. You see somebody very reliable, he's a mashgiach with a big beard, and you know that he's, he's a very uh, very honest person. But sometimes honesty is not the, the only requirement when we're dealing with kashrut. Okay? So that's one thing. I'm sorry? One minute. They didn't say Rabelski yet. I'm saying Rabelski says 
that when we deal with kashrut, you have to have ashgacha. Why? Says Rabbi from a practical point of view. He says that the way it is is that in a place like that, um, industrial place, people are constantly under pressure, and very easily you can miss things, you can do things wrong, you can mix or mix things, you can put meat in milk, milk in meat, bring something that's not kosher, mix it up, use the different utensils, have bishulakum, you know, the goy, you have to have, yeah, it's, 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 if anybody ever been to industrial kitchen, it's big, it's busy, a lot of people working, so you have, you have a chef that is going, closes the oven, he opens the oven, he closes the oven, bishulakum, he takes something out, He's, he, he puts it in the wrong place. You can have isur basar the whatever it is. It's very common to have all kind of issues. You have you have a kitchen that is not 100 uh, percent only for uh, for uh, for kasher. You have you have on the side things that also for the for the goy. You just rented the kitchen, so sometimes he'll take something from there and use it over here to spice up your food and. See. So things like that, from practical point of view, says Obelsky, which is, you know, he's the one that uh, that was very, very in the Ashgachot. He says that you have to know that you can't always... It's true. It's true. You're right. You have to have you have to have chacham enav berosho. You have to have the right approach and see that whenever you come across a question or across a situation, you have to know how many of us between you need over here. You have a very big place. Practical point of view, Igayon, logic. We're not dealing now. It's now it's more than just halacha. The halacha could be that it permits you certain scenarios, but when it comes to the 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 scene, you see that it's not possible. You have a, you have a balabite that that is reliable, good, but they have over here a hundred workers. It's a, you know you have a, you have a wedding with four hundred people that are coming, and you have. 50 workers running around, what does that have to do with the Balabite? And they're all uh, goim, or most of them goim, or sometimes all goim. So you have to have somebody that's going to watch and know. <laughs> מי אמר שאת החששות שלך יש, הרמה בעצם אולי יכול להיות דילג עליהם? 
כי זה יותר שער בזמננו. אה, אז לא היה 400 אירועים של 400. לא קשור, זה יותר שער בזמננו. ברור שבמציאות זה יותר שער בזמננו. למה זה? לא היה את המסחרי הזה. לא היה את הכמויות המסחריות האלה של היום. לא היה, לא היה. לא היה. בכלל לא היה. זה סיפור אחר לגמרי. וגם רוב האנשים. כמה אנשים יודעים לעשות מליחה, שחיטה, ניכור? כמה אנשים יודעים לעשות שחיטה, זה ניכור? כמה אנשים יודעים דינים בשר וחלב בימינו? ברור שיש הבדל. חבר'ה, בואו נרגיע, נוריד להבות, תשמעו טוב. רב מוישה פיינסטין. רב מוישה פיינסטין, in חלק א', in יורד דעה, was asked about השגחה for oil. Things that are made in oil. He says like this. לברר הלכה אשר יש להאמין למעלה הפקטוריז במה שכותבים אשר עושים רק משומן שנעשה מ-vegetable oil. You have now potato chips that is made from vegetable oil. Do you need to have השגחה on that potato chips? It's a big factory and they have a closed bags, they sell them for 50 cents. It says in the bag, potatoes, vegetable oil. That's it. Do you need to have השגחה, yes or no? Says Rab Moshe that no hashgacha is required and is not needed. Why? Mikama te'amim. Mitam uman lo mara nafshe. Since the company is a uman, is a professional, they don't want to have a bad name. It's called today PR. They don't want to have a negative PR. You have a negative PR. It's all over the 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 internet. Uh, you want to buy that chips. First of all, you want to check what people say on it. You open, they say, wow, they write on it that it's vegetable oil. It's really made with lard. Ooh, they're not reliable. Well, who knows what else they change? Secondly, it's going to find, be found out. Why? Your doctor said you're not allowed to eat lard. No, not Jewish. A goy from Minnesota. His, his, his doctor says lard, you're allergic. You're not allowed to have that. He comes home, he buys a potato chips, he looks in the bag, he says that vegetable oil, it's no problem. He, he, he eats it. Next thing he knows, he's all rash. He goes to the doctor, the doctor told him, I told you not to eat lard. Doctor, I don't eat lard, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes back home, he eats another potato chip uh, bag, and the, and, and, and the rash becomes worse. Eventually, he realizes that something's wrong with the thing. He sends it to a laboratory, pays a $25 fee, And they tell him it's not vegetable oil. You know how much he sues the company for? It's a big buck. They make a lot of money. So that's also something the, the companies don't want to mess with. It's called Avidele Gluya. Next thing you know, you call the health department. What is this? It's not supervised, large, who knows? Maybe it comes from China, there's coronavirus in it. Who knows what's in it? So, for all these reasons, says Ramoshe, don't worry about it, you can eat it. Says Ramoshe, you don't need Ashgaha. That's Rav Moshe in Chelek Aleph in Yoredea. Rav Moshe in Chelek Gimel in Yoredea, he speaks about a fish. You want to buy fish. Do you need to have Ashgacha for buying fish? And he says over here that of course you have to have Ashgacha. What's the question? You need to have Ashgacha, a very reliable Ashgacha, a good Ashgacha, and you can't rely on anything else. When you buy fish, by the way, when you buy fish, 
from, uh, from, let's say you go to uh, the Chinese store, you want to buy fish. You want to go to Costco, you want to buy fish. It doesn't have ashgacha. But you see that it's, it's a regular fish, it's a salmon, it has a special color. So you need to know that you can't rely on that for a few reasons. First of all, you first of all, if that fish, the scales, it was, it was, uh, it was scaled, which means it took away the scales, right? So, although it looks to you as salmon because of the color, but you can't rely on this for a few reasons. First of all, there's a takana, not takana, I'm sorry. There's a din Torah livdok besimanim. Many rishonim learn, the Rambam learns like that, and this is halacha. There's a mitzvah livdok besimanim. Before you eat, you have to check the simanim. Now you don't have to do it yourself. It could be the mashgiach. But there's a mitzvah to be. So if they took away the scales, you can't be bodek with simanim. That's first of all. Secondly, there are, you know, the fish, when they grow, they don't grow with that color. They give them that color. They put color in the water in order to give them that color. And there were times that the wrong fish will got the wrong, the, the, that color, and you can't, because of that, you can't rely on that. Small salmon, you can see this much more. They don't have that color. And I'm giving you an example. I'm giving you an example. Oh, as in and it was, if it's a full fish, no problem, go buy it from wherever you want. But if it was um, cut, you know, that uh, they, they, they cut the fish, so then you have to know which 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 knife they use. Tam Kalim is only on Bliot. If you go to a Chinese store that they sell over there all kind of things, crabs and, and, and shrimps and also salmon, and you tell them, give me the salmon. And Kar Bekar, and Baya, but the Shamnunit of the fish. You have fish, so you have, let's say, crab, you cut it. The shamnunit, it doesn't apply over here. You can use that after two weeks, it still has shamnunit. It, it doesn't go away. Benyomo and Eno Benyomo is only bliot inside the knife or inside the keli. So you have shamnunit al gabea keli. Now you take that knife and you cut your salmon, the shamnunit goes on that salmon. So there's ways how to clean it, but you can't buy such a fish. That's the way it is. Okay? That's how it's brought down the, from the Chavot Yair in the, in the Sharet Shuvah in Sadiqah. You have to see the fins also, or only the scales? Well, scales is good enough. So, if you have a place like uh, Costco that sells quantities of salmon, you don't have to worry about shamnuni. Why? Even if they used it, it was batel already after they cut so many salmons. You don't have to worry that that's the salmon because it's batel below. That's, that's the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch with Limonish, that's what he says. But if you, if, if you buy from such a place like Costco, you have to see the scales. You have to, if, if you see the scales, that's fine. Okay? Says Ramoshe over here in Chelek Gimel in Yorei that you need to have Ashgacha. That's the way he writes. When we're dealing with Chelek Daled, listen to this Tshuva from Ramoshe Feinstein. In the beginning, Yorei the first Tshuva, he says like this, what I 
בתי חרושת פקטוריז, על מה שכותבים שבאוכלים שיש בו שומן, הוא רק שומן שנעשה מירקות ואצ'טבלויים. מטעם אומן לא מראה נפשם, מטעם אבידה לגלויה, מטעם מרטט מעונש לפי חוק מדינתנו, and so on and so forth, and then in חלק ג' I said you can't rely on the fish, that sounds like I retracted my פסק. I was חוזר for my פסק, I said differently, I changed my mind, that's how it sounded. says רב מוישה that חס ושלום לומר כן שהפסקים סותרים זה את זה וטעותו. Those two פסקים are not contradicting. says רב מוישה this is the way you work out both. פשוט שלא שייך זה שבתי חרושת נאמנים מטעם אומן לא מרה נפשי. We don't rely on factories. Unless they're very close by to a person that's, that's משגיח on that בית חרושת. אלא בבתי חרושת וסמוכות לערים שיש בהם הרבה ישראל, וגם המשגיח ישראל שנמנה על זה, דר שם, ששייך, שיודע זה, which means the משגיח lives close by, so he can pop in whenever he wants. And that is when we come to the סוגיה of מירטת, נוצא ונכנס. יוצא ונכנס means you don't have to have the משגיח living inside the, the factory, it doesn't have to be there all the time, it's called, that's called משגיח תמידי, you don't need to have that. It's enough that a משגיח pops in. If he pops in, he sees what's going on, people are afraid to make mistakes. But if a person lives far away, that is when you have to have השגחה. So that's the תשובה from המוישה, which means we have over here חידוש נפלאד מאוד. המוישה says that you have a factory that says vegetable oil, as long as you have a משגיח close by, or you have Israel that live around the community, that's good enough. If they live far, and this is somewhere in Iowa, that you don't have, let's say, a Jewish community, only a Chabad house, so a Chabad house could be is also good enough. But I'm saying, you don't have a Jewish community, so that's, um, that's, that's, that's something you can't rely on. But over here we have a Chidush Nifla, but could be that it works with the Yotzev and Ichnas aspect. But, but Ramosha says you don't need to have Ashgacha, which means you can, you, can, uh, you can have such a thing. It doesn't say, how do you work out that he says, Afsha Mashgiach and not Dar Sham, which Mashgiach? He says you don't need Ashgacha, which Mashgiach are you talking about? Factories, right. You have a big factory. Chalav Akum is also used in the same way. There are places where Jews are used in the same way. He says Chalav Akum is kosher. Why? Because of Mirtat. They can get fines. They can get fines. He also says you can get fines. But over here the problem is much more severe. Later on he explains over here in length. And that's important. That you should know that you don't rely on those places. Why? Because he says that when you work with machinery, things go very quickly. Even if a mishgiach is nifnasmi, or say, pops in, in, in and out, while he's out, he's not here, since the machine do things instantly. Puck, it's over. You understand? You can put something, it's, it's, it disappears in one second. It split second. So because of that, on those things you can't rely on. So it means... Well, when we're talking about such examples as we explained before, but let's say you have an oil machine that has over here enough oil, that's vegetable oil, and you want to give a little bit of flavor, so you put something that's not, you know, you, he says, he explains here, that the manager in a, in a place that runs the factory, he's always trying to look out for the owner. He would try to find things that are cheaper to use and that have better flavor and better taste. So when the mashgiach is out there, he'll, he'll cut corners. So unless you have a constant fear from the mashgiach, and also it's not so pashut that you have fear from a mashgiach, which means this chidush from Rav Moshe, that you have fear from a mashgiach, 
you know, for, for a fear from the from from a fine. That's the by halavakum. You have a fear from a fine that if they found that you use that uh, milk from a cow, you'll get fined. The company will get fined. There's Many argue on that chidush. They say that that's not the case because the fines that you're getting are very minor. Nothing happens. You get a fine. You pay a few dollars. It's not such large fines, not such big fines. Okay, whatever it is, machloket for a different time. But we have over here a chashuv psak from a Moshe. And you have over here a full picture. comes out like this. Since there are those that learn, let's summarize. Shulchan Aruch was much more lenient than the Rema. Even according to the Rema, we said it's reliable enough if you have somebody that's muhzak b'kashut. What's muhzak b'kashut? You know that the person is religious. That's all. You don't need to have over here too much. After all said and done in the halacha, came the achonim and said, no, that's not good enough. That's, that's what I mentioned, the Yeshut Yaakov, the Minchat Asher, um, even according to Ramoshe, Rabelsky, and many other poskim that bring down that you have to have a hashkacha. You can't buy something without a hashkacha. Which means it's something that came later on that you have to have hashkacha over things. You have to, you have to have somebody that you can rely on that's going to look over and see. Now, how does it work, the hashkacha? It also works mita medut. This is how Moshe writes. The hashkacha itself works mita medut. You have a person that's testifying on something that is kosher. Why can't you rely on somebody that's testifying that it's kosher and you can't rely on the hashgachai, the, the, the owner of the place itself, himself? So, obviously, the person that, that, that runs the factory has interest over here. So you don't want to rely on him because of all the reasons we said before. Maybe... If the mashgiach himself has an interest, which means he has to please the balabait, he gets paid from the balabait, or something like that, the balabait could fire him, or, or even Dashgaha could fire him if he, if he's, if he's, um, they found that he, according to that, their idea, he's too strict. That's problematic. But the Moshe says in Chelek Daled, Siman Aleph, that Dashgaha is mitam edut, and when you have Dashgaha, you have edut. On the product that it is kosher, but again, oh, so that's a problem. That's a problem. That's no, I know, I know, and they make the mashgiach work as well. That is an issue. It's a problem. That's in that aspect, the ashgacha, of the rabbanut, although it's very lenient, but it has certain malot that don't others don't because ashgacha in the rabbanut, the mashgichim gets paid from the government. They don't get paid from the from the restaurant or from the person that they must give for. So that's a very good thing because it comes in. Time is up. There's much more to speak about this, but this gives us a little bit perspective on how to look at hashgacha, hashgacha on food, hashgacha on tefillin, or the hashgacha on other things as well. For instance, uh, soon this is, uh, the question comes in matzot and so on. Everything that we do needs ashgacha. Purim comes. You need to have ashgacha. You want to have uh, megillah. Megillah also has dinim, right? Sometimes a megillah could be pasul, although it looks too beautiful. But it was nichtav in the way that's not kosher, not l'shem, uh, kedusha. It was not. It didn't have sirtut. 
Sirtut is a question that you have to have in the, Megil- in the Megillah. We'll speak about this because the Megillah, it needs to become Itashel Torah. Sefer Torah needs to have Sirtut. So we saw this in Machloket in the Biru Alachai. It brings down Machloket, Rabbeinu Tam, that, uh, that says that uh, you have to have Sirtut and so on. There's many things in Megillah that uh, although it's Kamitashel Torah, same dinim as, uh, as, as, as Dinah Torah. Although in Megillah, if you have majority of the Megillah, kosher, that's good enough. But that's also not so simple. We have, I have Shiurim on this that explain all the dinim. It's not Pashut at all. First of all, according to Ramai, if you have inyan that is missing, a whole inyan, oh, this is a different time for a different, oh, for a different shiur for a different time. But we see that for Megillah, for, for, for Pesach, Matzot, Yain, everything that we, we have to rely on either the Balabait or the way we said right now, that's not good enough because of either the Takana, all the reasons that we said now, things that have worked in the industrial place that you have to have somebody that knows what he's doing, A, he knows what he's doing, B, he knows the halakha, C, he's reliable, he's somebody that at least has the din that we said, muhzak bekashrut, muhzak bekashrut, he doesn't have an interest to be matir, and that would be good enough. שמקבל את ה... וזה מה שקורה היום, אתה צודק, שמקבל, היו... שמקבל את המשכורת שלו מה... מהמסעדה, לא, והוא ה... תלוי בחסדם, ואם הוא, הוא יראה משהו לא בסדר... לפעמים בעל הבית מבין יותר טוב מהמשגיח מבחינה זה גם בעיה, נכון? ואתה צריך להאמין למשגיח. לא, אין הכי למה.